Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing page 9 of The Revenge of Kang. We're in the friendly NPCs section, which consists mostly of 1960s versions of beloved superheroes. And today, as we embark on the 1960s Fantastic Four, we begin with one of the most 1960s and one of the least friendly of these NPCs, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. Not as dubious a character, not as cold as he would later be portrayed. I like 1960s Mr. Fantastic. And one of the things I like about him is that he is such an analytical character. As you can imagine, for a person who minutely analyzes individual pages of books for a daily podcast, I can relate to an analytical person who tends to fixate on solving problems, on accounting for details, on understanding things. I believe in that. I like that. I can relate to this microscopic analytical drive. And so I dedicate to Reed Richards today's episode about him in which I will explore a question so small that it's almost no podcast at all. Uh, first, let's get some other stuff out of the way. Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, he has stretchy powers. He's a genius, but not enough of a genius that he didn't load up his fiance and her little teenage brother and his old college buddy into a rocket ship and try to fly up to the moon and fly into space and give them all weird mutations from space radiation. The Fantastic Four were the first modern super team in the Marvel Universe. They were its first big superheroes. And Reed Richards is really the foremost scientific genius of the modern day Marvel world. He's also loaded, uh, easy to overlook, but it says here in his biography, quote, After graduation, Reed came into a $2 billion inheritance from his now-vanished father. He invested most of the money into the ship that led to the creation of the Fantastic Four. Pretty sweet deal to graduate college and then have $2 billion fall in your lap. That's like the high end of easy-living comic book money to explain why we don't need to have regular jobs and we've got all this cool equipment. But that's before you adjust for inflation. Keep in mind that this is certainly no later than 1960, but probably the late 50s. Adjusted for inflation, a $2 billion inheritance would have made Reed Richards the richest man in the world. That's $18.7 billion in today's money, which wouldn't make him the wealthiest man in the world today, because in the real world, the excesses of wealth have grown beyond the dreams of comic book avarice. But in 1959 or 1960, it would have made him the richest man in the world, as well as the smartest man in the world, making it somewhat superfluous that he was also in a four-way tie for first modern superhero and became the stretchiest man in the world. I know that one of you in the audience is aware of a stretchier man in the year 1959 in Marvel continuity, and you are wrestling with your shame about whether to tweet me about it. I can't help you. It's your decision. But certainly he is at the top level of stretchy men in the Marvel Universe. This page lays out what his powers are. They're quite versatile. They're quite odd. There's even a little nod here to the idea that these might be kind of a, a thinking person's powers in that you might need to figure out how to use them to accomplish certain things. It might require imagination and intellect. So on a basic level, quote, Reed has monstrous ability to elongate any part of his body. The maximum extent to which he can stretch is 1,500 feet. In addition to elongation, he also has plasticity. Quote, Reed's body is amazingly pliable and can absorb virtually any impact. By combining this power with his elasticity, he has managed to develop the following power stunts. Reed can form his body into a bouncing ball with amazing agility and typical speed. Interesting. A strong first step. Quote, 
by forming his body into a kite, Reed can glide at feeble air speeds. This is going to require a little more coordination, precision in shaping yourself, and there's a bunch more. Quote, Reed has the amazing ability to become as thin as a sheet of paper. Apparently the trickiest one is, quote, by making a reason feed, Reed can dissolve his body into a puddle capable of flowing through almost any opening. That does sound tricky. That reason feed's weird to me. It's not that I object to the idea of a reason feed here per se. Certainly I have attempted some reason feats myself in the occasional idle hour, trying to figure out exactly what Reed's powers do, what their limits are. It doesn't seem right that he can turn into an actual liquid. He definitely can turn into a putty though. So like a goop? I I don't know. Do his organs somehow function when they're flat or even liquid? Or does he just not need his organs and his body operates on some other principle? These are difficult questions, but not as difficult as the dumbest thing on this page. My main question today, one that I would love to have been able to pose to our author, ideally right after he wrote this rule, when it was fresh in his mind what his logic was. This is a new ability added to Mr. Fantastic's stat block for this book. The author writes, quote, Reed has developed the amazing ability to assume any geometric shape. Okay, let me push on that for a minute. What does it mean to have an amazing ability to be a rectangle? Because like some of these others, you know, it's not the most intuitive thing, but you can understand like he has an amazing ability to turn himself into a thin sheet of paper, which initially you might wonder what's what's the point? What's the use? When would you roll this? But it makes total sense because, I mean, you could encounter a piece of paper like in a Bible or something and think, wow, that's an amazingly thin sheet of paper. Even if a door were constructed so that you can't slide a paper under the door, you could probably slide this paper under the door. This is an amazingly thin sheet of paper. So if someone tried to trap Reed Richards, like say they invaded the Baxter building and they locked him in the bathroom, and then cognizant of his mighty powers, they like scrunched up a towel and pushed it right up against the bottom of the door to try to seal it so he can't slide out of there, Reed could still give it a try. The player could ask the judge, I know you said the bottom of the door is blocked. How blocked is it? Like how tight a fit is it? And the judge would be like, it's an amazingly tight fit. And Reed's player would be like, ah, then there's a chance. I'll need a yellow result against this amazing intensity thin little slot. I've got to spread out like I've never spread before. Think about all my relatives and my loved ones, like Spider-Man does when he's got to lift shit. And spread out just as thin as I can in this fucking bathroom. Must stretch. Must flatten. Must will organs into non-existence. And then probably he would spend a little karma, get a yellow result, and slip right out. It sure is a good thing that he has amazing, not incredible, ability to get thin. So I wondered about it at first, but then I thought it through and it made sense. However, this logic does not translate to the intractable question of the amazing rectangle. Like, by analogy, your amazing stretching ability, your amazing plasticity allows you to become amazingly thin. So I guess this has to mean that an amazing ability to become like a rectangle reflects that you become amazingly rectangular. And I guess that's just something I have trouble quantifying. Like, how 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 rectangular would you say a normal rectangle is? Is it is it that a normal rectangle, like you would see in, for example, a geometry textbook, think back to your school days, when you were first learning about rectangularity, little knowing that you would one day have to build upon that foundation to reach these lofty heights of theoretical rectangularity. Well, a conventional rectangle in a geometry textbook is that, do we say that's a That's a rectangle with typical rectangularity because it's the degree of being a rectangle that most rectangles have. So by definition, it's typical. Or do we say like a rectangle is unearthly rectangularity? It is a rectangle. And like a loaf of bread is typically rectangular. 
I wouldn't be impressed by Reed Richards if he could become as rectangular as a loaf of bread. If you can do flight, if you can do inflated ball, and you can do thinner than a sheet of paper and still have your biology function, then achieving rectangularity halfway between like a loaf of rustic bread and a geometry textbook style rectangle, that doesn't seem very rectangular, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Is it that typical rectangularity is as rectangular as a regular person can become? Like if I right now were to attempt to take on a rectangular shape, is that typical rectangle? If that's the case, what the hell is amazing rectangularity even good for? Sometimes you see plasticity used for disguise, so this could be a case of you become a rectangle and this gives you an amazing ability to pass as a rectangle in the way that, say, Plastic Man would become a fire hydrant and would then maybe have an amazing ability to pass as a fire hydrant. But that doesn't track because a fire hydrant is a specific object that can be imitated more or less convincingly, but you can't actually become a fire hydrant. You're just faking it. A rectangle is a shape. So if you become a rectangle, I I would think that your ability to pass as a rectangle would be very high, given that you are one. I mean, we could say that this is your ability to pass as an inert rectangle. Like maybe you got out of that bathroom in the Baxter building, and now you're trying to get out and signal for help against these intruders, and you're making your way through an empty hallway, but then you hear footsteps, and so in a panic, you transform into a rectangle so that one of them will look into the hallway and then just call back to the other, nothing in here, boss, just a rectangle. Of course, the shape you're in in that instance is not really a rectangle, but a right rectangular prism, but clearly the intruder is not a man of great learning. That's why he's out here locking people in bathrooms for a living. So maybe that's the idea, but but if that's the case, if it's just your ability to impersonate a generic inanimate rectangle, then I then I don't really see how it relates to plasticity. If anything, I think if you're too perfect a rectangle, then maybe that gives you away. Like maybe somebody would have been perfectly happy to accept you, but then they sit down on you while you're a rectangle, or preferably a right rectangular prism, that would be more comfortable. And they're just chilling out, but then they start to look a little more carefully, and they start to think, my god, this rectangle is rectangular. Look at that, not a not a chip, not a scuff, not a dulled corner. This is no rectangle. It's too perfect. Busted. Read, read, read. As geometrically regular as you may become, you will never solve the mysteries of the human heart and mind. You've given yourself away by failing to account for the canniness of this man you look down on. Maybe it's not so bad to be a little rough around the edges. Hmm? There's a moral to this story, and it's that the return of the Moscow Mule to this podcast may have been ill-advised. Anyway, dumbest thing on this page, you have an amazing strength ability to turn into a rectangle. This is a new quirk added to Mr. Fantastic by the author, and I don't know why he felt that this gap needed filling. I I don't know why he felt that this particular application needed not only specific reference, but also a power rank, but I am totally adrift in the question of what constitutes an amazingly rectangular rectangle. This truly is a question for for Reed Richards. This is a a question for a, a higher caliber of mind than mine, but we will leave him to it because it's time to move on. Join me next time when we wrap up the Fantastic Four by discussing the Storm siblings, Reed's irresponsibly young teammate Johnny, and his uncomfortably young love interest Sue on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband. <laughs>